Thank you for meeting every need. Thank you for meeting every need in our lives. Have your way this day, God. Speak to me, speak through me, and bless your people as they hear your word, that they hear you and not me, and that they receive rhema life-giving word for their days. In Jesus' name I pray. And every believer said hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. If you remain seated standing for just a moment, I want you to go with me now to Exodus chapter 3. Read in your hearing earlier. Verse 13, verse 13 is the only one I'll read. You've heard the rest of the uh, story there. Just, it says, then Moses said to God, indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they will say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? The word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated in the sanctuary. For the next few moments, I want to talk from this theme, when you feel like you're not enough. This is the part two. When you feel like you're not enough. The truth of the matter is that a lot of us suffer from insecurities and we just don't tell anybody. A lot of us deal with it as anxious anxiety, critical thoughts. We deal with all kinds of things inside of our own minds that we don't share with everyone. Many times people only see the affect, but they really don't know how it really affects your very existence. Many of us deal with self-destructive thoughts that run through our minds. And so when anything happens contrary to what our real desire is, well, our self-destructive thoughts make us believe that the other person must know who I really am or what I really deal with. We enter into the time of critical thinking on the inside and we are our own chief critic. We begin to criticize all that we do, all that we say. We will reevaluate our outfit even though we look good. We will change our hairstyle even though it is the way we intended for it to be. We will redo everything over and over again, trying to find the perfect look because we spend a lot of time in self-critique. And a lot of that time in self-critique is spent doing comparisons to others, evaluating and judging and scrutinizing ourselves against someone else. Because we spend so much time comparing ourselves to others, we have little time for ourselves so our minds don't rest, we don't rest, we toss and turn all night long, and whenever we have something big to do the next day, that big to do will cause us to have a night of no do. We're messed up because we go through the process over and over again. 
Therefore, anybody that fits into the mold of going contrary to what we want must be against us because we are already unwittingly, mind you, against ourselves. We now need to recognize, we've got to understand somehow how these self-critical thoughts are undermining the very God we serve and the call of God upon our very existence. Some of us don't realize that God's hand has been upon your life because you've been too busy pushing it off with your self-criticism. Some of us don't realize that everybody that says something about us wasn't necessarily trying to hurt us. In some cases, they were trying to bless us, but we heard it louder than it should have been heard, and we were wounded deeper than the cut really was intended to be because we pushed the knife in with our own negative thinking. Here it is. Sometimes we get to the place where we just insecure. The modern day version of that now is on TV in a series called Insecure. Issa Rae is on there with her as a co-writer. And there you see these young African-American women trying to deal with the insecurities of singlehood and life. In that movie, in those series of pictures, you can see contemporary black experience. But what you really see, if you look a little deeper, is you really understand how everybody is trying to deal with life and how life is not always easy to deal with. Here is Moses. Moses is before God. Moses has a personal experience with God. God shows up, bush on fire, bush won't be destroyed, normal fire, once it's over, it is consumed, it is burnt, it is finished, but this bush will not go out. Moses goes to investigate, gets up on the side of the mountain, and there during his investigation period, he walks into the presence of the living God. And the first thing God says to him is, you're overdressed. Take off your shoes. The ground you're standing on is holy. Here Moses is on the backside of the desert, burning bush, God's voice, no shoes on, and God starts talking to him. You have to realize what Moses is experiencing at this moment. Moses is living there. He has been on the backside of the desert, living in another man's house, raising another man's livestock. Now he's in this position now, and God is talking to him. It's a long ways from Pharaoh's house. It's a long drop from Pharaoh's house. It's a long drop from his childhood. It's a long drop. And now he starts to feel like he is not enough. He doesn't feel good about it. God says to him, this is what I want from you. This is where I want you to do. Moses lays the first excuse on God. And then he comes to this one. He says, now, Lord, you, I heard you. I heard you. Not that I didn't hear you, God. I, I got it. I heard what you said. You said, go in town, tell the folk, God sent me. God, just in case you don't know, this is a polytheistic society. 
And if I go in there and say, God sent me, they're going to wonder which one. Not trying to be funny, Lord, but I'm a little nervous here. God, I just need to understand, you want me to go there and you think that those people are going to listen to me. I have no authority here. I have no authority here. I don't have a position. I don't have a place. They're not going to hear me. I don't care what you tell me next. Nobody's going to listen to me. I'm nobody. That's his first one. Why would they listen to me? And God, God blows Moses away. And in so doing, he actually blesses everybody in this room right now. Because what God says next is, God says, Moses, when you, when you go, I want you to go to them and I want you to tell them. And, and, and Moses said, what? Verse 14. God said, Moses, tell him I am who I am. And I am he that said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am sent you. Okay. I need you to tell them that the self-existed one, he that was here before time and created time has sent you. Let them know that I am that I am has sent you. I need to help you here. This is going to bless somebody's socks off. See, what God gives him is something he didn't know. When God told him to go, God had already given him the authority to go anyway. And the first thing that you and I need to hold on to is the authorization of revelation. Let me preach in here today. I feel it here. What you need to recognize, it's not about you. The real revelation is whatever your insecurities are, whatever your failures and foibles are, whatever your weaknesses are, God makes up your difference. Okay, let me, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you right here. You got to get this part. He says, when you go, you tell him, I am that I am and that I have sent you. Let them know Jehovah God, Yahweh has sent you. Let them know you are coming in the name of the Lord. See, y'all don't even know when to shout. You, you let them know that, that you're coming in my name. You're not coming in your name. Well, now maybe if we were just going to be in your name, we might come up a little short. But if we're coming in his name, if we're coming in the name of he who created everything, if we're coming in the name of he who sits on the circle of the earth, if we're coming in the name of he who is God all by himself, if we're coming in the name of Jehovah Jireh, the God our provider, I think everything's going to be all right because in that name there's power. Uh, New Testament saints Jesus says to his disciples he says I, I realize y'all been walking with me but I'm going to give you the authorization 
of revelation. Here it is now. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. But right now, I'm getting ready to tell you, ask anything in my name and the Father will grant it unto you. I thought I'd tell you something. Look at somebody now. Tell them there is a name that is above every name. At the name of Jesus, even demons bow at the sound of their name. At the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, Jesus. See, I need, I need to understand. Yeah. He, he says, you, you've got to get this in your, in your spirit. He said, Moses, you, you, you're not by yourself. Uh, you're not going in Moses' name. See, if we go in your name, we're going to go in the name of he who's been drawn out. No, we're going in my name. Of he who is from everlasting to everlasting. He who was in my yesterday and is already resting in my tomorrow. We're in that name right there. The one who woke me up. Okay, I, I got I gotta press my claim there. He 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 then but God is so kind because God realized that Moses, just like those people, needed to know that God knows. Come on, come on, come on. You, you, you text. He he says, verse 16. I'm just going to skip to verse 16 because I, I don't have much time, so I want to get, get this in here. He says, go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, may I add Sarah, Rebecca, and Ruth, listen, appear to me, <laughs> she said, saying, I have surely visited you and seen what is done to you in Egypt. See, you don't even know when to shout. See, here's what God does. God doesn't just give this authorization of revelation, but God also gives an affirmation of your reality. See, I don't need a God that's going to gloss over the H-E double hockey sticks I'm going through. I need a God that's going to look down and say, I seen you, boy. I, I need a God that's going to look down and say, I see what the afflictions are you're going through. I see your tears. I, I see you in the midnight hour. I see the pain you're going through. And the reason I'm getting ready to perform this next miracle is because I've seen you. Not just because it's time. Not just because I want to. But because I've been watching you. And you're not crazy. Yeah, they've been mistreating you. You're not crazy. Yeah, it's been unreal. You're not crazy. It's been 
been hard. You're not crazy. You've been being beat up and beat upon. You've been forced to do stuff you should have never had to do. You're not crazy. It's been going on a long time. But God wanted to affirm your reality and tell you, I see you. I need a God that'll see me. God says, I see you. Touch somebody near you, just say, neighbor, you're not crazy. What you've been through is real. You're not crazy. The heck you've been going through is real. You're not crazy. Folk did turn their back on you. You're not crazy. Doors did close in your face. You're not crazy. People did try to keep you down. You're not crazy. They tried to mess you up. You're not crazy. You have been with your foot on your neck. You're not crazy. But God said, I see you. Now, I got, I got just a couple minutes, but I want to make two points. Because, see, when you, when you feel like you're not enough, uh, this, it, it makes you think that once things start breaking in your direction, it should be real easy. Because I done been through enough. I done had a hard time. So stuff ought to, stuff ought to, it's ought to be my time now. It ought to be my time now. And I just want to tell you this. The Lord tells me to, to, to help you so you don't fall into a hole. He says you need to anticipate resistance. Look at somebody real quick. Just say, neighbor, the devil doesn't want you blessed but he doesn't get a vote. God's already spoken. You're blessed. You're blessed. Oh, y'all didn't get that. You're blessed. You're blessed. Verse 19 and 20, in case, I'm, I'm doing Bible for those of you who are wondering where I'm getting this from. Verse 19 says, but, but, but I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not even by a mighty hand. So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in the, its midst. And after that, he will let you go. I just wish I had two or three people that could understand that it doesn't matter what resistance you go through. We've got the victory. I wish I had somebody that would testify. I've got the victory.
Okay. Get, get somebody else. Tap somebody on the hand. Say, neighbor, I'm, I'm in the middle of the resistance. But I've got one thing for sure. There's a dance in my feet. Because I got the victory. I got the victory. There's a dance in my feet. Because I got the victory. Let me, let me. Now, I should sit down, but there's one last thing in this text. Because verse 21 and verse 22 give me something to dance for if the victory didn't give you enough. Now, y'all need to know that stealing is a sin. But God told them, verse 21, he says, I'll give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it shall be when you go that you shall not go empty-handed. High five somebody, say, neighbor, broke no more. Okay, y'all miss it. Yeah. Verse 22, here's what it says. But every woman shall ask of her neighbor, namely of who dwells near her house, articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing, and you shall put them on your sons and on your daughters, so shall you plunder the Egyptians. Wait a minute, Reverend. What are you trying to say? I said not only anticipate resistance, but God's going to give you access to reparations. Okay, I see y'all, y'all don't even know when to shout, so let me, let me make it clear to you. I told you, you can't steal, but when something's been stolen from you, God says you get to get reparations. Okay, I see you still ain't got it. Exodus 22 verse 1 says, if a man steals an ox or a sheep and slaughters it or sells it, he shall restore five oxen and ox and four sheep or at least fourfold. Y'all missed it. In other words, when you steal from me, God said, I get to get reparations. And since they had worked the Egyptians without pay and used them, God said, Go in there and get your stuff. It's reparations time. Well, bless his name. 
Come on, give him a praise up in this house. Doors of church open. Doors of church open. You can come.